Hello and welcome to episode 31 of the Gender Nebulous Podcast. I'm Victoria Hodges and my co-host is the lovely Frida Wallace. Hello, Miss, Frida. Miss Frida Wallace to Sorry. you. Miss Frida <laughs> Wallace. <laughs> so, yeah. How are you? You're right. I'm all right. We're all right, yeah. I think we've still kind of been thinking a lot about Brianna and the, the fallout of that. And been a horrible some week. Us, some of our news items this week relate to that, obviously. And yeah, uh, yeah I, th- I think the, it was just amazing to see all, all the people come out and in support because it's been going on all week, hasn't it? Cause the, yeah, the, I mean, the, the turnout in Manchester was amazing. And, you know, there's been vigils up and down the country all week. So I think if you add it all together, because I was trying to do a blog post where I listed all the vigils. I'm not, I've not been able to list them all because things keep popping up that I didn't even know. There well, might I've be heard quite... there was over 90 vigils across the country. There's probably and more that, than that. So, you know, if, if, if I can get a photograph and a, and a little news article about each one, yeah. if, if you know, from local news, I'll, obviously I will miss some out because there might have been just like local community groups that did something in a church or something, because I know... I know people did that. I know there were like um, little chapels and stuff. Looks, but they took a few candles for us. So you could say that's a vigil, even if it's only two or three people. Yeah, of course. So, so obviously, I can't list them all, but I'll try and get a sense of it. Was it was definitely a UK wide kind of ripple effect, I think, and yeah, you know, it definitely touched a lot of people that have been struggling with these issues for a while and. Yeah, so it's all positive, I think, that. And, um, you know, today I was watching, this morning I was watching Laura Koonsberg, which I punish myself with every Sunday morning. I'm not sure why you do that. And um, there was no mention of it, not a single word. I thought, you know what, it's a big news story, this. You know, not just the actual... It is a big news story. I mean, it's not just... if there's 90-plus vigils... yeah. You know, a young person is, is murdered. It it's should not... be mentioned. There should be. I mean, I, I've noted. I've noted that like the complete absence of a government statement. I've not heard anything from any politician on this. I mean, why is that? Yeah, well, I'll tell you. It's not. Even, I mean, it's a, it's a, it's such a horrific crime as well. That I think you would. It does deserve a comment from a, a party member. And also, the only thing that was mentioned today on Laura Koonsberg was when they were referring to Nicola Sturgeon leaving and they said it was all about she felt pressured because of the Isla Bryson case. Now, I think if you can mention that four weeks on, yeah, if you can refer to that They're still now, talking about the gender recognition reform stuff. They're still talking about the trans rapist. Yeah. So why mention that now? No, why... There's been a lot of news this week about um, a lady in... Lancashire, who's gone missing, a dog walker. That's been all over the news. Yeah, yeah. But I, you I, mean, see the... I mean, we don't even know what's happened in that case. I just, just want to say, though, when I said trans rapist, the reason I'm saying it like that is not because we think of it like that. It's because that's the way the news keeps repeating it. So I emphasised that then in the way that I did, because that's the way this this kind of, you know, BBC, the Daily Mail, the, whatever it is, Right down in the Guardian, even they will use trans in front of That's the way they frame it. Yeah. But they wouldn't refer to Brianna as trans. They refer to it. It took them ages to actually bring that into the conversation. Well, what they did was they misgendered and used the uh, wrong name. Mm. 
well, they as, found soon as, they, as soon as they found out that they were trans, they then made the effort to yeah. change the name to whatever I, yeah, you know, and the this, previous name was and do the misgendering. There was no need to do that. Yeah. This, you know, this you could just say the transgender if it's relevant. It should it should not go unnoted that because I'm gonna I'm gonna still follow the story because obviously no, it's an... the point I'm making is that the, the the previous name yeah I know what you're you saying know, is is irrelevant of course it is so why mention it you know because this, the press is, I mean even in the case of the lady that went missing and they thought she'd gone in the river and stuff, the, the reporting of that is abhorrent. You know, they're going on it about is. her having, having the menopause. I mean, did she decide, oh, so she had the menopause, she threw herself in a river? It's like, what's the connection? Well, I mean, the, the, the problem with that is it's been all this kind of personal information that the police released and the press have been all over. I mean, yeah, so, the, the, there's no, there was no, no need to release the personal information. It's nothing to do with the case. But you, you know, see it's a missing person's case. You don't need to start telling us personal details about yeah. what's going on in that person's life if it's not relevant to the case, and and, and it's not. But it's such it's such a, a common thread. This because I've been listening. I've been listening to Mick Wright's podcast, and he talks about the way the press deal with these things. And he said they're so salacious when there is a murder, when there is a, a horrific oh, crime. Yeah. They're not interested in you know any outcome positive or otherwise they just want the it's like they think they they're right the clicks they're after the it's clicks. like it's like writing a true crime story they don't care if it's real or not and they don't care if it's yeah. true or not they'll just print whatever gets the synaptic kind of you know they know what the readers kind of mm -hmm. dark fascination with because we we do i mean i must admit when i first heard about that lady that went missing, I was like, oh, I want to know about this. But you want to know because you you want to, because there is a mystery. Well, the, the I mean, the, the, the whole purpose of getting in the press is is to maybe help find this person. It's not yeah, to. Yeah, exactly. We don't want to hear the salacious stories. We want to find them, make sure they're safe. I think the point I'm making is like, sometimes none of, our ex, none of us are exempt from having a sort of curiosity about things we shouldn't probably not be delving into because they're none of our business. But we do. And but it's but but the problem I have is just the way the press is so sort of inhuman sometimes in the way that they report things because they've yeah. got to have a snappy headline, haven't they? Well, they need to. I think the press needs to remain factual and yeah, you know, don't give us your stupid opinions half the time because that's what they do a lot of the time. They give yeah. opinion, and you know, if it's but, a news story, it should be factual based well, on what's happened and what the mm. public needs to know well everything has to be condensed into a kind of headline doesn't it so it'd be like oh it's news entertainment these days isn't it it's not really so it's, it's like news. you know do you know when you get the strap line at the bottom of the uh the ticker at the bottom of the news channels now and it'll say breaking when it mm. used to when it said breaking that meant something really big was up now it's breaking cat stuck up tree because they have to keep getting that mm. that you know what I mean? Everything's breaking news. Breaking news, you know. Somebody's been overcharged for some hobnobs in Tesco. Yeah. <laughs> Actually, that would that would <laughs> All alarm. The supermarkets are available, by the way. No, we're not advertising, no. No. Anyway, shall we uh, get on with our review yeah. of the weekly? News? Yeah, I think I think I think one of the first ones sort of relates to something I said about Nicola Sturgeon, doesn't it? So I did a good segue there. You did did a good segue. I kind of missed it all completely, but anyway. <laughs> here is our first story. It is about Nicola Sturgeon resigning as Scotland's first minister 
and she's leaving behind a proud legacy of LGB allyship. So there's lots of rumours going around as, as to why Nicola is retiring, or I'm not sure she's retiring or just quitting. How old is Nicola? She's, I don't know. I mean, she's, she's been doing this um, politicianing stuff for quite a long time, hasn't she? I don't know how long she's been in well, she's been SMP, SM- but she was number two when... The well, previous she, guy was in charge. Well, she's been doing this. She's been the SNP leader for eight years. Uh, yeah, but she's been part in the party, I think, for about twenty. Because mm. she was, she was, she was like really young when she started. Well, she took the SNP from having like about ten or fifteen oh, seats, yeah. and then it's fifteen. Really, had, yeah. On on her exit, she's got a majority, and most people in Scotland cross party do support her. And I think she, she's one of them few, one of them rare politicians. That when she leaves, people are a bit sad about it. Now that very rarely happens with politicians. They usually go out in disgrace, don't they? they yeah, they usually resign because they've done something bad or something's gone yeah, wrong. So, so yeah. that's my that's my point because she probably thinks I've done really good here, and I can see things going a bit. Leave bad on a high. Me. That's what they say. Leave on a high. And I can see cons- there are forces conspiring against me, and if I continue, I just think. They're going, they, there are forces out of Westminster, you know, the lobby groups. We all know where they come from. That are, you know, it's, it is to do with the gender recognition thing. That was a big factor. Well, let's just read out what she said. I mean, she, she has said, you know, she confirmed that she's not resigning over the criticism she's facing over a support for trans rights, saying that no short-term pressure could push her out of office. Rather, she had assessed that she could no longer give the job everything it deserves and wanted to make way for a new leader who could lead Scotland to independence. Nicola has served as First Minister and leader of the Scottish National Party since 2014, taking over after the SNP's failed independence referendum. Mm. So, yeah, I mean, I don't I don't think it was directly related to the gender reform. Well, I would say, though, this when she says, I wouldn't leave over a short term, this is the gender recognition thing has been a long term thing that started. Well, it's only really come to yeah, but, major but, um, news, you know, because it failed. It, but but the, the, the problem is, like, there's probably a lot of things that Nicola Sturgeon wanted to talk about and wanted to bring to the table. But because of this gender row that it's become, like they call it the gender row in the paper. She can't get. She's like everything she's being asked is about this all the time, and I think right. Obviously, she should. I mean, it's become the, a distraction, maybe. Yeah, but she she should address the issue. But really, it's it's unbelievable how much space, how, how many column inches, how much yeah, time I mean, in when Parliament. You, when you consider how simple it, what we're trying to do here, it's just like you know, make the make the law easier for trans people to change a piece of paper. You know, yeah. the fuss that's been made over it is is just ridiculous. I mean, do you know what's funny, right? I I I noticed this this week. This will make you laugh, right? Because because all the talk about gender recognition and everything. So when it when I was on talk radio and I spoke to Susan Smith, it's like, oh, we can't just let this bit of legislation in. It's it's gonna it could it could it's like they almost think it changes the space time continuum if somebody can change the gender, right? They think it's almost like a sort of religious thing like where suddenly things you believed you don't believe anymore it's nothing like that so so they were saying it's like oh we've got to be this threat this piece of threatening legislation and then a few weeks later they've got lee anderson on and they're seriously talking to him about bringing back the death penalty yeah we're we're going to talk about him in a few minutes but yeah it's like 
So get you know get if some reality gonna, people. If you're going to be reactionary about one bit of legislation, I mean, I know that the death penalty is not going to come back. That's never going to happen. But the fact that they will <clears> platform, <throat> they'll platform that, but not have someone like me to talk. Well, they did have someone like me, but what I was saying, they, they kept asking me to come back, and I've kept saying no because I won't. After Brianna, I won't go onto a station like that unless they address that directly. Don't ask me about the Tavistock. Don't ask me about the GRR. Yeah. Unless you can say, I can say, why are you platforming Kelly J. Keane? Right? That's what I'll say about that. Okay, so back, back to Nicola. Um yeah, I don't I don't believe I don't believe she's leaving because of the gender recognition reform. I think there's other other things going on. Um Do you think though, really? You I think mean, about I... the independence thing. I mean, where 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 can Nicola go next with that? It's it's recently you know, it was they went they went to the high court, didn't they? And it was the second indie ref two was kind of turned down. They said no, they can't do that. Mm. So, I mean, how does how does Nicola progress that issue now? I don't know. There was, you know, they were talking about using it as part of the you know next election campaign. But I don't know. It. I mean, I don't, I don't know how they're gonna. I don't know how they're gonna progress it now. Maybe that's why she stepped down because she just thinks it's time for somebody else to have a go. I don't Nic know. Nicola Sturgeon put a lot of time and effort into being Mary Queen of Scots. Do you know what I mean? That, she was. That she was, was Scottish she was National Party. That was their main issue yeah, 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 for existing, wasn't it? Independence. Yeah, of course it was. But what I'm saying, she she put a lot of her effort into her image. She'd wear the tart, and she would be Mrs. Scotland. So. Who's going to take over that role now? I mean, I can't think of anybody who is that much, that so committed to that idea. I mean, because I don't, I've not looked into the details of it. I know that we, we were worried that um, Joanna Cherry was going to go for it, but she's actually publicly said she won't. So Thank that's goodness. a But not, I mean, anything can change though, can't it? But you see, with Nicola, it's like if you, if you cut Nicola in half, it's shortbread inside. That's how Scottish she is. You know what I mean? <laughs> That's what it's like. So apart from uh, Mary Black, but she's we talked about this, didn't we? So we don't think yeah, she's. Got, I, she... I would like to see Mary Black resign as an MP and become the leader of the Scottish SNP. I want. I want them to just. Or maybe Nicola Sturgeon's going to be become an MP and she's going to take over the entire island and turn the whole of the UK into Scotland. How about that? That'd be brilliant. Yeah, yeah. Let's, vote, let's vote for that. And uh, get stop Brexit. Yeah. And Put also... Nicola in charge of everything. Yeah, well, I, I, with the old Scotland and independence thing, I... Because I, the When was that? Put, put it this way. Put it this way. Would you rather live in a country that's run by the Conservatives under Rishi Sunak... Or would you prefer to live in a country that's run by Scottish National Party under Nicola? Oh, definitely. Well, we would. Yeah, I mean, so there you go. So Rishi, why don't we vote for that then? Let's not kid ourselves. Rishi's only there because nobody else. They, they've reached the bottom of the barrel with the candidates. They've run out of candidates, haven't they? I mean, he's he's like the, the last hope. And, and part of that is it's by design because... Boris, I think Boris... If they had any brains, the Conservatives would just say, look, we're not even going to contest the next election. We're, we're, we're pulling out of the competition completely. We're going to let the... We're going to let Labour win. Um, because they, they've got nowhere to go. Do you think it's a possibility Boris would run again? No, I don't think that's possible. 
I'm going to hold you to that. Because Trump's running again in America. He might be running, but it doesn't mean he's going to win. Well, you know what happened this week? I mean, I know this is slightly off topic, but I mean, Ronda, Ronda DeSantis has probably got a better chance than <laughs> Ronda, San, Ronda Sanchez. Um, I, know, I forgot what I was going to say now. Um, it was a really important, salient point and very interesting and clever. Must have been a lie. Uh, you forgot. No, no. What there was a there was a major um, incident in America this week. There was a massive was train, a massive train crash that spewed up all these chemicals into oh, the yeah, atmosphere. Oh yeah, they've been doing a, a controlled burn off of the chemicals, haven't they? Yeah, but the problem with the controlled burn off is it's all gone into the bloody sky. Yeah, and, and it's uh, polluting the water, everything. Right. The, the reason I'm saying this is because the, the 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 residents of the I forgot what it's called somewhere in Ohio. I think it's I think it's called Palestine, the place. Yeah, in Ohio. And a bit Biden wasn't really doing anything, and 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 Trump has stepped in and said he's going to visit the place. I mean, he can't do anything, can he? Can't he? He's got no jurisdiction to send FEMA or anything like that. But he's but Trump is using this for votes, you yeah. know. Yeah. So I mean, that's well, that's the way Trump works, isn't it? I mean, he just yeah. Anyway, there's enough to talk about him. Our next story is. Yeah, we touched on it previously, but here we go. It's um, we've got out there. We've got Doctor Michael Braid. Oh no, wait a Sorry, minute! I went, to, I went too far. It was the Tories will fight an election on trans debate with culture wars. Deputy Chair Lee Anderson. Clay. Oh gosh, yeah. So, um, yeah, this is this guy <laughs> Lee Anderson. He's the new deputy. Chairman of the this Tory party. Exactly. So, like I said, they're running out of talent, aren't they? If you've got somebody like I mean, Lee Anderson, yeah. who is nicknamed Thirty P Lee. Yeah, I forgot for comments why. he was named Thirty P Lee for comments he made about food poverty and making budget meals. Um, he defected to the Conservatives in twenty eighteen and has become a well known in Westminster for his outspoken views. He's become, um, he's become a professional arsehole. That's what he's become. And he's he a for, former Labour councillor, nicknamed Thirty P Lee. Yeah, but he's 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 always on GB News, isn't he? And he and it's, this is part of it. It's, it's like it's like po- politics, of 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 a kind of performance politics because it's all about this case. He's, he's like the common man. He represents the man on the street. He's like relatable because I can imagine somebody like Rishi Sunak has got absolutely no idea what's going. He probably doesn't even know how much a loaf of bread costs. So you'll see, look at somebody like Lee Anderson and think, oh, maybe we need him because he relates to people that voted for Brexit. But he doesn't he doesn't represent anything good, does he? You know, it, you could say, yeah, let's all go. Let's all go with what is popular. Let's all go with what is populist. Yeah, well, and- I mean, what he said was, you know, speaking with the New Culture Forum, note, prior to his promotion, the Ashfield MP said the, the party relied on Brexit, Jeremy Corbyn, to win votes in 2019 but does not hold those cards for the next general election. So, that you know, they're trying to use trans debate and culture wars. Well, that's why we're always at the top of the news uh, agenda. It's nothing to do with, with obviously, the, the whole idea is to scare the public into thinking there's yeah. some kind of threat. And exactly. then they can react to that. So we're being false. used like, just like Brexit was used, when trans, well, trans exactly. rights would be used. Because the, the, the same people... The New Culture Forum, the Heritage Foundation, Christian Concern, they come out of the same office that made Brexit happen. And Dominic Cummings was part of that 
and Michael Gove was part of that. Um, and what what they discovered is they want to control uh, the, the media. They want to control the the online debate because and the way you do that is by you know that the whole idea of that culture war thing so everybody is in a opposition to something and you've got to take a side you've got to be binary in your opinion so that's so that's why you know the brexit vote kind of was the test of that because it was like saying you're either in or out you can't get any more simple than that can you and well, all I the... mean, let me just read a bit more of this article. I mean, I, it's like I'm sure there are people in Westminster that wish every vote was a referendum because they know they could manipulate the public manipulate into voting. Exactly. Because if every everything that was decided, like if somebody went to say, like, what we, what we're going to do about trans people, should they have a gender recognition certificate? Anyone coming in the country can vote, right? So we know if that happened every day for the whole time leading up to that vote all the newspapers would be printing stories about how horrible trans people are. Now, yeah, if I mean, were... this is this is what they did with Brexit. They made Brexit, you know, yeah. so, so, almost so... inevitable because of the hate, you know, the campaign they had against Europe leading yeah, up to it. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So, so, but what, this has got nothing to do with trans people. It's not, it's not like they have any real invested interest in us. No, not they don't it. care it's about like, us. They're just using it, us as, a, as an issue. Yeah, and, it, and they don't care if we have the GRS see or not no, they make, they don't so, care at all. so so it's like when like, imagine it's an issue it, that they're using imagine if there was a referendum to sort of ban fox hunting completely uh i mean uh, it could be anything really couldn't it it doesn't have to be trans people it doesn't have to be anything they could just come up with a topic make everybody hate the idea of that topic and then use that as a way to win votes it's kind yeah, of irrelevant what, what the topic I'm, is that's what i'm trying to say so okay i you, said it for you so so if you had a vote <laughs> To say about for all you'd see in the paper were pictures of angry foxes, yeah, exactly. which is what they what they did. So yeah. this is what they did, right? So so if you can you can look at any issue, pick one: immigrants, foxes, yeah. trans people, uh, public transport, and if and if there's a lobby group willing to pay for articles and pay off journalists to write, copywriters to write what they want the public to see, you will see it. Right. Let me finish reading the article. It says, in order to cling to power at the next election, which is expected to take place in 2024, the MP who won his Nottingham seat with a majority of 5,733 in 2019 believes the party will probably rely, listen to this, will probably rely on a mix of culture wars and trans debate. Mm. So there you go. So that's coming from the, the person who is the deputy chairman of the Tory party. So, now you, now no, you they're, see, they're not hiding the fact. They're actually see, saying that's what yeah. we're going to do. I would quite happily go on to if they if GB News sent me an email and say, Frida, can you come on and talk about this issue? Yeah, I would, right? But I'm not going to go on and talk about the issue. I'm going to go on and say, why are you talking about this now? And that yeah. is always my attitude. I'm not. I'm not defending trans people. I'm not because I don't. I'm not. I'm not in any sort of privileged position to do that. But what I can see is the reason that story exists now, who it's by, and who it who it benefits. And that's. And if you look at it like that, you can. If you're in an interview situation with somebody, you can destroy them because you don't have a dog in that fight. The the point you're trying to make is that you're wasting your time by being there, <laughs> and that's it. But don't let that get out too much because they'll stop ringing me. <laughs> <laughs> Next story. There's the one I, I flicked for, too far forward. So here we go. You've, 
We're back to this one. I'm sorry. Can I'm it... a, I'm sorry. I've been interrupting you a lot today. I'm so sorry. No, you always do it, so it's okay. I'm used to it. I'm immune. Um, <clears throat> Canada asked to consider giving asylum to trans people fleeing countries with transphobic laws. So um, that's a picture of Justin Trudeau, the the Canadian Prime Minister. Mm. Tens of thousands of citizens have asked the government of Canada to turn the country into a into a safe haven for trans asylum seekers. At the time of writing, about 30,000 people have signed a petition calling for the new asylum rules for trans people. Uh, we, the undersigned residents of Canada, call upon the, houses of, uh, the House of Commons to extend to transgender and non-binary people the right to claim asylum in Canada by reason of eliminationist laws and their in their home countries, the petition states. Yeah, that's, this, that's great. this includes what the petition deems so-called Western democracies, which have historically presumed to be safe. The petition specifically calls out the UK, where Prime Minister Rishi Sunak is reportedly considering removing protections for trans people from the Equality Act. So, you know. Well, I think this is really good, you know, because... I mean, Canada is Canada is a really welcoming country anyway. They probably already have laws which... You know, I was allow just people to do this. It made me think, you know, if things got so bad in the UK where there was no trans health care and people were suffering with that, would, would they welcome? Well, okay, so if, if we could make a case for asylum, that's right? what the same. The same. Open I, up I, asylum. I, open up being <laughs> transgender as a as a a reason yeah, for yeah. asylum. But imagine if there was right. This is this is a. An hypothetical, but imagine if there was like a land, like a sort of promised land for trans people, where where all the healthcare was available, yeah, all the medical. No, but um, but would you go there? I mean, because part... I don't know. I mean, sometimes you've got to fight the fight where you are, haven't you? Because well, there's... it depends how bad it gets. Yeah, but there's That's always the good... option. Yeah, you would go. No, but I think you've got to think about. There's always going to be more trans there's people, trans people being born right now. Right in the wrong country, they'll be born in Afghanistan. They'll mm -hmm. be born in in Germany. I'm not. I'm not saying any country is better than another here. I'm just saying that people are born trans, no matter where they are in the world. So we shouldn't necessarily be thinking, oh yeah, everybody should move this way because they're better. We should be trying to make the world. I mean, I know I sound a bit like a, you know, hands across the world. You know, I know it's a hypothetical, but what I'm saying is, if we all think, oh right, well point at countries that are doing things good rather than going there point at that country and then say to our government well if they can do it why the fuck can't you do you know what i mean that's all i'd say to that but i mean and i and, and, and I, I was thinking like imagine if like you know you've got the isle of man i'd rename it the isle of tran and have a gender clinic there and it'd be like, but it'd become like Lord of the Flies, wouldn't it? Because you'd have, if all trans people lived on one island, they'd find something different about different kinds of trans people. They'd say, oh, you're not really trans because you've still got a penis. <laughs> and there'd be this other, there'd be this strata of transness that they'll sort themselves into. And well, before you get free motorbikes on the island, man. Because that's, well, that's human nature, isn't it? To find the thing that is, you know, we do that. We just, we, we've been messed up. You know what I mean? Ah. Well, anyway. <laughs> You know, as I'm half Canadian, I could, uh, yeah, I could. Which half of you is Canadian? The Canadian half. <laughs> so well, I could, you know, I could well, sponsor a few thousand trans people to move there, you know. What's that yeah. symbol of Canada, the leaf? What is it? Uh, it's a maple leaf. Maple leaf, that's it. Where's your maple leaf? That's it. 
don't make me get my maple leaf out. Do you do you bleed maple syrup? <laughs> yeah, I have my my blood is maple syrup. That's why I said. <laughs> I mean, it's it's a lovely place, Canada. Isn't it's it? cold in winter. I mean, it's massive. It's massive. It's humongous. Um, I'll, I'll tell you something. I watched, but it's on... very, very, very cold in winter. Do you know that railways show with Marco Portillo? Yeah, where he where he unlearns being a Tory on on a train. Yeah. Well, I don't know what it's called, but I know you. Want, I know the one you mean. He he went to Canada, and honestly, the scenery. It's it an looked, amazing place. It looked like it looked like something from Lord of the Rings. You know what I mean? Like I know that's New Zealand, isn't it? But <laughs> Have I gone off track? You've gone off track, yes. I'm on my train with Michael Portillo. But it's good now. to see, you know, Canada considering such a thing. Um, yeah. Just shows you the state of what's going on in this country, doesn't it? That Canada's having to even think about opening themselves up as a as an, a place for trans people to seek asylum. What You know, what are we? Where are we going in this country? I do not know. Hmm. Well, well, let's let's hope that things don't get that bad. Yes, yeah. All right, so next one. In pink news, UK government urged to give Brianna Jai posthumous gender recognition. Now, I think this would be amazing if it happened. Yeah. But we know that the chances of it are quite slim, don't we? And Well, the fact that the petition exists is a good thing. And the fact yeah, that... Yeah, I've signed it. I, I don't have much hope of it getting anywhere but if it gets up to ten thousand people at least they have to talk about it they have to give a response yeah if it gets but, up to a hundred thousand i think they have to discuss it in parliament so but it but it but yeah it, I'm, it, I'm in favor of them doing this but i just don't see the tories doing this it's just not something they, they would do they wouldn't i mean they're not going to be nice to someone who's trans number one and they're not going to do it you know in this particular case i don't think you know well, it, would be, it'd be, it'd be, it would be really the, simple to do it yeah but, but the, polit the politician that would bring that to parliament you know to question would be sticking the neck out wouldn't they in the current climate so that would be brave of them to do but it just the thing is it's good that the petition exists and it's good that people are trying to do that because it 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 brings the debate about how ridiculous this gender marker is on a birth certificate or death certificate like yeah. what does it really matter why does it have to say male or female i know people know what sex a baby is based on observed reality or whatever you want to call it but why well, so why does it need to say it on a piece of paper because i'm i've argued this before and people have looked at me like i'm insane but you should when you get to 16 or whatever you should be able to decide that. And and most people, for most people, they're not even going to think about it. But for the people that does matter to, that's a big deal. So the legalities and these archaic laws of how we label people in this binary, I just think, you know, that's going to change over time. I think, you know, I don't know. There's, there's this idea that, that there is a, there is, some people do believe that, you know, the more we progress. Um... I mean, you have to ask the question, why do we track people's sex, gender? Why do we, why are we interested in that fact? Mm. I, can, I can see the point from a medical point of view. Like, yeah, from a medical point of view, based on need, maybe there's, yeah. a, there's a fact. But, you know, if, if you've got equality between people, why do you need to, mm. you know, why do you need to know what the sex is? 
Yeah. It's like it's like do we is there any is there any other thing that we track? And and what's the reason we track it? Yeah. I mean, yeah. we don't track other other things on I think it I, I think it's just I one mean, of the only thing on the, the only the only really important thing on a birth certificate is who are your parents mm. and what was your date of birth? I mean, the rest of it. Do you need any of that information? What's it for? I think it's just a case of registering somebody for tax purposes when they get old enough. I say so they're on a government the same way, they're, they're on a government database. But um, but it does raise a question as to you know why can't you have you know an X an X marker on these things? It's not disclosed. Mm. You know, because yeah, some yeah. some countries allow you to have an X marker on your passport or or your birth certificate. I think I think Canada is one of those countries that now now allows you to change your birth certificate to an X, mm. um, as well as you know all all your other government ID. So yeah, I mean I, I, I think, believe that you should be able to do that. I think there was a story in the press not long ago. I think I remember hearing about it through this morning, you know, Philip Schofield and Holly Willoughby. There was a couple and they were on there talking about how they won't call their child male or female until because they because they, but the the reason it was there for kind of sensational, you know, these stories are kind of look at these crazy parents, you know, kind of thing. But actually they made a good point because they they said it, they had see because they were talking about what it is that makes somebody male or female and, and is it environmental? Is it genetic and all that? And so if they brought a child up and you just didn't call it any, would that change? Would that make them but any does different? Does it change anything? And I don't think it does. I think it's innate to you, how you express yourself. It might change over your lifetime. Uh, you know, I know my sister tells me she was quite boyish when she was a girl and now she's you know, she's very feminine. No, well, I'm, I'm just, I'm just curious as to what are the practical reasons for putting male or female on a birth certificate. What is, you know, what is the practical stuff behind that? Well, what does, got, it, feed, what does it feed into? Stats? It, Vicky, it's obvious. It's because they need to decide what colour clothing to buy you, and they need to go. know what wallpaper to put in your bedroom, and they need to know if they're going to buy you dolls or action men. I mean, the only the only thing that would make sense is is, yeah, medical provision. I mean, that's the only thing that would make sense. Other than yeah. that, there's not really a reason. Anyway, yeah, I, I hope um, I hope this I, I hope I, this petition is successful. I don't well, think it will be. I remember when I was young, like my dad used to bring me things, and he used to bring me like airplanes and put them on my table, and you know, like typical boy things, and. I was always interested, and I don't know why, I don't think it's got anything to do with being trans necessarily, but I was just interested in everything my sister had. So I think he tried to overcompensate with it a bit and tried to bring me more boy-type things to try and stop me. Anyway, I remember when I got into, you know, when you could, you know when you could buy the football stickers and you put them all in a book? Yeah. And my dad thought that was great because he thought, oh, he's, you know, he's getting into football, this is right now. I just fancied the men. <laughs> <laughs> I just, I just remember looking at the football players when I was. Ooh, I'm collecting. So now them. you've got a thing with footballers. Is that what you're saying? No, but I had, I had all the football sticker books. But I had this kind. Of, it was kind of like I was looking. I wasn't interested in the football bit. I was just interested in these kind of athletic men in shorts <laughs> running around. <laughs> and um, so I mean, and I must have been only about thirteen then, and I recognised that I fancied men, but I, I could never tell my dad that. 
I knew it. I knew that that would have been weird for my dad. So yeah, so you know these things from a very early age, don't you? What you're attracted to and what you what you you see. I wonder. One... I wonder if you'd have stopped buying them if you if you knew what you were thinking. Probably, you know, he probably started buying me Sam Fox pinup girls. <laughs> oh God! But um, uh, what I was going to say was, I I don't think there's anything that makes you male or female in that way because I'm 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 conscious of the fact that I'm leaning into the idea that there are girls things and boys things, and I don't think that's because that because oh, obviously there are toys that are marketed at boys, but is it just marketing or a boy saying? So it must come from somewhere, you know what I mean? It's it's an interesting thing, and I don't know if there's any simple answer to that, mm. you know. But I remember, so, I've, yeah, I remember like wanting to blow things up and mess about with fireworks. So, you know, <laughs> you still do that, don't you? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> nothing's changed, really. <laughs> yeah. This next one, um, bit of a strange one. God being gender neutral is nothing new. Queer Christians insist God is all genders. Mm. Um, so, yeah, this, I mean, once again, here we are talking about the Church of England. We seem to do this every week. Um, the Church of England is considering the use of gender neutral language for God. But many queer Christians, the answer is simple. The, the church is launching a new commission after request for gender neutral language in authorised forms of worship. An official statement confirmed that there are no plans to abolish the current services which use he and other masculine terminology for God. Rather, the commission will seek to formally acknowledge the fact that Christians have recognised since the ancient times that God is neither male nor female. While some media outlets reported on the development with a matter-of-fact detachments, others fed into the narrative that the move could represent the last chapter in woke culture gone mad. Yeah, I think uh, I'm, I'm always a bit cynical when I see these stories because, I mean, in one, one sense, what is God? You know, it's like, does it? I know God is always, well, the Christian gods. and I the, mean, depending on your religion. There are female gods. And There's lots of gods. The pantheon or, of God. You know, the Abrahamic but, religions all refer to male um, but, but this is why I prefer the Greeks, the Greeks, and and the you know the 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 archaic period because they did have a god for everything, you know. Yeah, it's if like, you go back further, you've got there there are female gods and the male pagan, gods. the paganism. Right? Yeah, but I mean, if you look at Islam and things like that, there was no depiction of God. They, they, there's there's no depiction of Allah. There's no depiction. They're just names. And people say he, I think, because we live in patri patriarchal societies. Mm. But but in the in the Quran, the the way it's worded, it's not like he's not depicted as a a being like a physical man, you know. It, and and the, and the, and, it, and it's part of Islam not to depict. Well, it's also part of Christianity, but you know, the the artists realize you can convert people by having amazing paintings of prophets and gods so they've been breaking that rule for a long time but it does say it must thou must not create graven images and that well that's that rule is in islam but they've stuck to it that's why you see all those patterns in islamic art because the pattern represents god and that's the root of abstract art because if you don't have a formal way of depicting something you will find an abstract way of doing it so it's a workaround 
if you were, if you were to suggest to your mum mm. that God is not male, what would the reaction be? She'll she'd say, "Well, I've got a picture of him in my bedroom. <laughs> he looks like a man to me." Well, that's because everything you know that's about as far as it goes. I don't, see, well, see, the thing is, with I don't think that I don't think you know I don't I can't see the Catholic think, or well, Church the, of England hmm. changing this position. Well, the thing is with Catholicism is like when when I was at school, I went to a Mount Saint Joseph's, and it they were taught it was nuns. It was in a nunnery. The school started off in a nunnery. So when I was when I started, it was still there. And, I, and the nuns would teach you that there's God, who's the the Son, the Father, and the Holy Ghost. Hmm. So I always thought, oh, the Holy Ghost that doesn't have a gender. I'll, I'm the Holy. I want. I relate to the Holy Ghost. So I remember saying to a nun, because I used to sort of, I don't know, I never said I was trans because I didn't have the words to describe that. But I said, I I, I feel like um, I, I don't fit in. I feel like I've, like, and I remember the nuns describing the Trinity to me. She said, the Trinity, I can't do the Irish accent. Um, just think Mrs. Doyle from Father Ted. But that accent, anyway, um, she said that the Trinity is like you've got yourself, you've got your shadow, and you've got your reflection. And I thought, oh, that makes sense because that that is one thing, but it's three things. Do you know what I mean? Because that's the but that is the God. It's it's a it's a triangle of things. So so in the Catholic faith, that is so God is not a man, it is not a woman. It's just that idea of being um, three things in one thing. But <laughs> the Trinity. That's but it, how abstract, how abstract is that? So goes, are you are you in favour of it changing? I'm in favour of anything changing. But what I'm saying is the whole thing is abstract anyway. When you start saying, is it male or female? That's not even touching the surface of how bananas the whole religion is. You yeah, know. I know we're talking. Well, we, we're, we're talking as though we, we kind of believe in this stuff. But um, you but know, if I, don't but just it, read a bit of the article. To, so, so say, the, the Bible calls God the Father, but the Bible was written in a particular social and uh, cultural context when fathers were head of the family. We live in a different cultural times now. Fathers have no hierarchy over mothers. Um, naturally, opinions among Christians on gender-neutral language are going to differ. You know, so mm. yeah, it's going to be interesting to see what they do. Mm. Yeah, I, I don't know. It's a bit of a, if anything. It's one of those kind of stories, though, isn't it? It's like, but the, I'm, I'm sure there'll be an outrage amongst certain religious groups at the even the, the, the idea of this. You know? Oh yeah, but well, yeah, obviously because they they think that they're smashing down the the history or yeah. the, the the whole thing that they believe in is being attacked. But yeah, that's the thing with religions, though, isn't it? I mean, they're people that. But on the on the same thing, I've always had empathy with religious people because I'm the one thing I can't stand is patronizing atheists. You know, I'd rather I I'd rather accept that I don't know God exists them know full well Richard Dawkins definitely does because the second one is more depressing. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? You're, you're staring at me blankly there. I don't know. Well, yeah, I'm not really a believer. So, um, you know, religion you know is I'll, religion. I'll, I'll convert you to the religion of freedom. Oh, dear. I'm not sure wearing, I'm, you're, wearing my you're wearing my cross now. Yeah. <laughs> <clears throat> yeah.
Yeah. Let's let's get off the subject of religion. Off the subject of God. We talk about Sam Smith. We can. He's my Jesus. Talking of God. Um yeah, so this next one, Sam Smith, um has been called a groomer and a paedophile while walking through a New York park. Mm-hmm. Um, Sam Smith was abused and harassed as they innocently walked through a New York park on a sun on a sunny day with hateful onlookers calling them evil, a groomer, and a paedophile simply for existing. It comes after their performance at the Grammy Awards earlier this month, which saw them sing uh, unholy while dressed in red latex and devil horns, surrounded by horror movie-inspired dancers, pyrotechnics, and Kim, Pentra- and Kim Petras dancing in a cage. It's, I mean, that sounds perfectly acceptable to me. Uh, <laughs> right-wing no. pundits described the spectacle as satanic, and claim represented the state of the of the demonic left. The real-life effects of hateful trolls attacking queer people online was clear to see in harrowing footage of Sam Smith being abused, which circulated on Twitter on Wednesday. So there you go. A woman, you know, in the video, a woman is seen yelling at the non-binary star in broad daylight as they casually walk down the street, ranting, you belong in hell, Sam Smith. Sam Smith belongs in hell, you dynamic, twisted, sick... Blah blah blah. Yeah, I mean, on one hand, I think if you're going to do a song called Unholy, you're going to deal with sexual themes, you're going to do simulated water sports. <laughs> you know, there's going to be people out there they're going to look at that and think you're satanic because if they don't understand it's theatre. They don't. Some people don't understand. And when it filters through the media, if every story is about, uh, if like say this person's watched Fox News and whatever they've seen in the papers, and they would start to think, oh, this person is demonic. Maybe so. The people that have got a kind of Tourette syndrome of opinion, when you walk past them in the because I when I was a teenage goth, I still am a bit of a goth. But when I but when I when I used to have big hair and I used to do really black hat. Yeah, you, had, you, know, you had weird eyes back then too. Yeah, and they had uh, contact lenses in and all that. And 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 I knew I was walking through Manchester City Centre. We'd go past these street preacher type people and we would deliberately walk past them because they would shout at us. Because to them, we are the demons. We are the embodiment of the thing they've told themselves is evil. Right? We, I don't know if they think in their minds we've crawled out of the, probably. Uh, they probably the gutter. Thought you crawled out of the gutter to come and attack them. Like something out of uh, Ghostbusters 2. You know, the slime that run, runs under the city and then Frida and her friends have come up to, to haunt <laughs> us. So they oh, probably God. do think. But but I remember that, yes, but we did play into it because we would walk deliberately walk past those people and try and stir them out. So I think there's a performative element to what Sam Smith is doing, but nobody deserves to be called those no. names in the street. That, no. but 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 this is the way the this is the way that the news cycle has been obsessed with this, and obviously, I mean one of the one of the things with that song, I think it. I mean, if you look at the lyrics, it's just daft, isn't it? Like, you know. Mummy doesn't know daddy's getting hot down the body shop doing something unholy. I mean, yeah, Frida doesn't, uh, Vicky doesn't know Frida's getting hot down the pound shop doing something unsavory. Yeah. What were you doing? Oh, we know, we know, buying, uh, I'm not gonna say, 
I was going to say, I was going to say, don't say, I was going to say something we can't broadcast. But you see, uh, yeah, so so I think on one hand, because people that shout things in the street shouldn't be taken seriously, should they? They should not. I just, I just, I just hope that Sam Smith laughed that off. I hope, I hope he, I think, I think what Sam Smith did is they, they just walked past it and ignored it. I mean, that's the best way to deal with that kind of shit. Yeah, I was talking to somebody at work who's got kids who who, who loves Sam Smith, and and she was saying, do you know what though, I've got a six year old, and she wanted to do a TikTok singing that song, um, and she said, would you agree to this? And no, I wouldn't agree to that. <laughs> so definitely <Yeah>. not. <laughs> so I can understand this like concern about what is popular culture, what is acceptable, and I think yes, that is very sexually charged. But all no, but it's it's the way the homophobes and the transphobes automatically link, you know. What well, did you, did you see link the everything to paedophilia? I mean, what, I mean, because hell? because it's the worst thing they can think of. Yeah, it's the worst because they they've got enough conscience and enough enough humanity. That tiny little bit of humanity tells them that paedophilia is wrong. And this is the person representing it. That's all that's going on there. Well, you say, did you see the Brit Awards? I did. Yes. And they did a much better version. I thought the version of it they did there was much more theatrical. I thought Kim Petrus looked amazing. She's just, you know, people don't, if, if no, being, Kim Petrus being trans isn't really part of her pop's, pop thing. I mean, she's not, I know she refers to it a little bit, and her, and her, and her, and her lyrics are pretty dirty. You know, when she's singing, um, this is slut pop, you know, obviously, but she doesn't refer to a transness really. She refers to it as a sect, you know, it's a sect and, and it's no different than any other kind of pop music. But I was I was watching the Brit Awards and I thought, this is amazing, this looks fantastic. And Lizzo was there. I thought the pop music looks amazing at the moment. It's not boring, it's not bland until Adele comes on. It's not it's not it's not moany, it's not Did you just call Adele bland? Yeah, I did. Okay. All right. And it's and, and it's not it's it's not pretentious. It, it's colourful. It's not. Let's just forget about wet leg. Like like wet leg. Should we just put them over there so we to pretend they don't exist? Because I don't want to look at that. Because to me that is just cynical, boring, and I don't even know why it's being applauded. We should yeah. not. We should not be applauding mediocrity when there's people like Lizzo that need all the energy. You know what I mean? I've I've said it now about wet leg. I mean, I'm just reading. I'm just reading part of the article here. It says, um, "Right wing politicians and comment and commentators from Ted Cruz to Piers Morgan to Morrissey got heated over the performance. However, the pair brushed it off gracefully, with Petra's simply tweeting, "Oh my God, I'm a tranny with a granny, Grammy, a Grammy, not a granny, granny. granny. Did I say granny? <laughs> but I like That's- the way she's. I like the way she's owning that word." Yeah, yeah, but some people see. I've done that. I've said I've I've made tweets and uh, I've been. No, but it's like we should we should own that word, you know, because it's used against us in a hateful way. So we should we should reclaim it. I would only ever use that word in the way that Kim Petrus has used it. Yeah, well, she's used it in a good way, though. In the sense that I would only ever talk about myself. About yourself. I would never refer. You wouldn't refer to somebody else. I have. But you can refer to yourself. In that because, way, if you wish. Because I come from a bit of a kind of drag queeny kind of bitchy humour. I have made the mistake of joking with people, or oh, you mad tranny. And I, I 
obviously, if you're communicating online, that doesn't come across well. No, but it's the so, intent <laughs> behind the use of the word that's important. Yeah, but I, you shouldn't. I should never ever assume that somebody's going to get that. Because no, but you, the, the 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 intent is more important than the word itself, isn't it? I mean, it's I don't just know. A word. I mean, if, you, if if you've been bullied and you've well, I, yeah, people may have been bullied with with that word, but the so, bullying so the, is the intent, isn't it? It's not. Well, that's the word why itself. This is what we mean about triggering, because yeah, you can be triggered by that. And it's, but I like the know, way she, I like the way she kind of reowned it there. Yeah, it's good, it's great, yeah. and 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 also, uh, with, doesn't with, mean I'm going to start using it myself in that way. But you know, but I, when when you actually examine, like when you look at it objectively, the music, and I mean, it's I don't know, it, it, like what is that song she's got? My coconuts. I mean, what what is that about? I mean, I know what it's about, but it's like it's about coconuts. Come on, I mean, it's not it's not Arca, is it? It's not like art pop. It's just kind of cabaret. That's what Sam. I mean, Smith it's is. just pop. It's just pop music, and it's a bit edgy. I mean, that's it, really. You see, what I want to do with my music, I want to be some somewhere between Kim Petrus and Aphex Twin. Okay, so Kim. Win. I don't know, just because because I love that kind of extreme music that is a bit jarring and and but I like that visual thing of the sexual. So thing. Stay tuned. You heard it first. Yeah. Yeah. On gender nebulous. <laughs> <laughs> so what? Uh, what was it? Oh, there was something else. Sorry, I, I keep doing this. But yeah, so I I think it's all good. I think pop music is brilliant at the moment because it looks. When I put my iPad on and I go to music videos, I know I'm going to have a good time, unless it's yeah. Adele. Unless it's Adele. Okay. Apologies to Adele. Oh, okay. wet leg. You okay, know Adele next, personally. Next story. Um, We're going to get an angry like email from Adele, aren't you? You say I've had an email. I've had an email from Adele. She's like the you. J. She's like the J.K. Rowling of pop. She just emails people she wants to sue. <laughs> I like her down. Leave her alone. Anyway, last story. So Printing firm <laughs> refuses to make anti-trans activist Posey Parker's vile adult human female merchandise. Mm, that's good, isn't it? That is good. This is like a good news story at the end here. Um, the printing company responsible for Posey Parker's anti-trans adult human female merchandise has said it would it would never have worked with her if they'd known the full extent of her work. Posey Parker, real name Kelly J. Keen Minshall, hit out at Hello Print in a Daily Mail article over its refusal to make her merchandise. The company has been making adult human female stickers and other items for Parker for five years including a T-shirt calling Nicholas Sturgeon a destroyer of women's rights, which mm. was famously modelled by J.K. Rowling. Mm. Um, the company claims it was not fully aware of her beliefs during that time and says it needs better processes to avoid similar situations in the future. CEO of HelloPrint, Hans Scheffer, told Pink News that the decision to refuse Parker's orders was deliberate commenting that the company has no room for people who evangelize hate. So yeah, that's, I mean, good. She, that's a good statement as well, because it, it, it is a good statement. It, it says evangelize hate, which is what she does on YouTube. That's what she does. Yeah. And uh, uh, see, the, the, the problem with it is, like I see, if you were a printer and you got this slogan, adult human female, there's nothing wrong with that as a slogan. It doesn't really mean anything. That's why they use things like that. 
His first slogan was trans people are horrible, trans people are sexual predators. Then the, the printer might look at that and go, oh God, this is, is this, is this, what is this? They'd question it. But because she's just, this is what I mean, like these groups like LGB Alliance, they should be honest and call themselves the anti-T and Q Alliance. Like um, sex matters should call themselves trans people don't matter. If they were honest about the message, but they know they can't be. So they use these kind of, you know, what, what seem like acceptable slogans because they know if they were honest, then people would recognize the actual message because it's all, mm -hmm. it's all about branding. It's all about marketing. And that's why I think it's a kind of psychological drip feed. It's like a lot of people, when, when I try and explain what LGB Alliance is, if you just said the name LGB Alliance, or if you try to explain what Posey Parker does and you said, yeah, she's, stand, she's standing for women, they probably think that's a positive thing. Because standing for women is a positive thing. Yeah, it is, but not but in the, the way that she does but, it. But she's not even doing any of that. She's selling T-shirts and umbrellas and pens yeah. and, and whatever, else, off it. whatever else she can do because she's got a brand going on and she's got a little following. And, and in a way, she's, she's not a political person. She's a businesswoman. And she, you know, something about her, she gets off on the, the, the ego trip, maybe. And and, and 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 that is permissible because people don't recognize the damage. Not, but we recognize it, obviously. And, you know, you said the thing about J.K. Rowling there having the uh, Nicola Sturgeon destroyer of women's rights. Yeah. In, in the same design mm -hmm. that links jk rowling directly to posey parker it does because i mean I, I don't know how many names has this woman got kelly jean King, minso posey know. parker the third no um, idea. who cares clues lamangle i don't know but anyway so, i mean whatever the, she's the, called this week the ceo of the business sheffer went on to say uh, hello point sorry uh, hello print there's no room there's no room for people who evangelize hate not from the heart of our company beliefs but also not from the position of many of our diverse team members sometimes yeah. also part of a minority he added so, that this this has led to the decision to refuse printing orders for this customer well i think what's happened because a lot of printers they wouldn't make do this right i think somebody's trans who works there or somebody who knows somebody who's trans or somebody that know because a lot of these printing places are not very big operations like when i had those jk rolling blocks you t-shirts made I went to the printers because it's in Farmworth and, and it's just a warehouse with a few printing machines and computers. And if they're not a big organization, there might not be somebody there to say, I'm going to have no idea how big this company is. But, but you can imagine they've quite, got quite a few printing presses. So they've probably got somebody luckily to, to monitor who, who's been able to spot this. Now imagine if it was another well, issue. I mean, he does go on to say that ten percent of his employees are part of the LGBTQ community. Mm. So yeah. So so imagine if you had a situation where you wanted to, or anybody wanted to print a T-shirt that said "Standing for White People," standing for, I don't. Yeah, you, I mean, you've got you've got to draw the line somewhere, haven't you? I mean. Yeah. So these slogans don't mean anything within themselves they're kind of weaponizing the idea that it's how it's used that, yeah 
a brand so it's really dangerous like uh, so it's, it's kind of disingenuous duplicitous and it functions in a really underhanded way to draw people in and i think some some of the women that attend kelly's kelly j keen's rallies i think some of them might be really insecure and maybe have been you know they need a sense of belonging maybe and and being a part of something like that might make them feel like they have something because sometimes women i mean i don't know i mean i'm i'm probably overthinking it but i think if you if you wanted to be in a, with a bunch of women who all had one cause i think that that is empowering no matter even if it is damaging to another minority they would probably they're not in it because they hate they don't understand the issues of trans people. It's just that they've gone along with this thing now and they've gone so yeah. far down it, they can't come back. So there's a bit more I need to read out here because it kind of covers what we've just been saying there. So the, the company said it cancelled an order from Parker in which she requested the statement, are children safe with these trans rights? No, it's being taught in schools, be printed. Um, she also requested merchandise that described trans-inclusive legislation as a sinister takeover and a direct threat to women. Hello Print said that it decided that some of Parker's slogans may seem harmless in isolation, but in the context mm. of her work and other requests are anti-trans. Mm. If we look at the complete picture, these designs are also meant to be printed as an anti-trans material, saying only women and men have rights, trans people don't. Although two of these designs were not inherently offensive, viewing the content viewing the content with the other designs and understanding the context, we can perceive all designs that were cancelled as anti-trans harmful, you know. So I can imagine some they're doing the right thing based on their understanding of, of what can, this particular customer is doing with that stuff. So yeah, right. I can yeah, I can imagine somebody arguing this and saying that Kelly Keane has the right to a freedom of expression and her free speech. Yeah, she's also she got should... the right to go and use a different printer. And and she should be allowed. Do you remember that story about the cake? There was a cake mm. maker that wouldn't make a cake for a gay couple. Well, I'm not sure what laws or where this company's based, but right. But but it's but it's not the same, is it? Because if if it was about free, it's. I mean, I support freedom of expression. Obviously, you know, I think everybody should be able to say everybody should reserve the right to be an asshole. Right? I don't really care. But you see, it's weaponized. It's like political, and it's part of um, a bigger, bigger thing. It's not just one person's opinion. These people are amplified. Like we know that Mayor Forstar uh, supports Kelly J. Keane. We know, and we know it just there's like a food chain of it, isn't there? So it's not just one person's opinion. They formed a group. So if it was just one lone woman in the street on a soapbox. Then nobody would care, but because she's because she's managed to, you know, make it into um, a movement. We have to. She's, we. Have I mean, it's, she's turned it into a business. This woman, hasn't she? Well, you know, it's an art. I mean, on one hand, it's almost like a sort of situationist kind of artistic endeavor. In, in you could see it in that way. You could see it. It's like that's her brand. That's her performance. Like a bit like that Alex Jones guy. I used to watch him and think he was entertaining. I, I didn't agree with any, you know, a lot of the things he said. But it's like when you hear him ranting and you hear him talking on YouTube, it was kind of compelling because it's kind of interesting to watch somebody like that. He was so 
involved in what they believe it it is it is kind of uh, attractive in a sort of morbid way so like when you watch somebody like that and and they're almost like a street preacher they're almost like a evangelist we might not agree with it but we're absolutely attracted to it because it's a performance and it draws us in and it, and if you're not careful if you're a weaker minded person or you're insecure or you think trans you know you've you've got an, some people do have like a sort of a pathological repulsion to things that are different you know it's nothing to do with being trans necessarily it's just that people look at things and go ooh you know what's that you know it's like well, you know not everything in the world is for you you know not every, the world isn't built for you to look at it you know what i mean yeah. Some people think the whole world it's like when people you'll see people on Twitter going on about oh there was this thing on telly. I don't think it should be allowed. And it's like I'm sorry, love, but not everything on the telly is for you. And that's a, it's as simple as that. Not everything in the world is built for you. You don't have to like it. You don't have to, you know, get it shut down. But if you if you're a reactionary you'll think I want the world to be exactly the way I think it should be. And that goes across the board, whether you're trans, whether you're gay, whether you're straight, whether you're from Mars. You'll think, I, if you were from Mars and you came to Earth, you were, I want Mars things. <laughs> Are you finished? I have. I think it's like, oh, God. Thanks. I don't know God where I was. Sorry. Okay, so well, I just wanted to finish on a... I found some really interesting books Oh yeah. Uh, yeah. The, the the they're produced by a company. I think it's a company name. Um Little People Big Dreams. So these are the books here. They look great. So I think this represents me and you actually, Frida. Yeah. You can know, you just you... hold can you just hold the Frida one up, even though it's spelt wrong? Hang on. So those are the two books. Yeah, it's a perfect match, Frida. I've got rosy cheeks as well. So that looks a bit like me. Same hair, you know, <laughs> Emmeline. And that one looks a bit like you with your unibrow. I've actually got a Frida Kahlo book on my shelf here, but it's so behind Frida my Carlo, green, it's behind my green screen. My go. friend uh, Andy, who listens to the podcast. So these are kids' books, but the... Um, uh, he, he bought me the Frida book. The illustrations inside these books are amazing. Look at this. Yeah, it's a great. kids' book. He kind of gives a simple can you just explanation up, can you just of who the person up, is. Hold up the Frida one again. Can we have a look at that one inside? That's so great. Is, yeah. So the other one, the Frida one. Can we have a look inside that one? Because I've drawn my brow on now. If people... Oh, fantastic. I love them. I love the drawings. Yeah, they're great. They're amazing, aren't they? Yeah, it's a really good story about Frida Kahlo. It's quite fascinating. You know, she was she was very punk rock artist. I've got a dress that's like a Frida Kahlo thing. Yeah, I got it for a fancy dress thing. I'll get it out one day. So yeah, I I, I was interested in the Emmeline Pankhurst one because you know if you look at that, there are people that see those suffragette colours now and. They associate them with the women won't wished kind of you know anti-trans people, and I think that's really sad that they that they kind of co-opted that. So I think we should take that back. I think we should reclaim the colours. 
Yeah, but not for ourselves, but just no. to say they well, belong to anybody. They belong and, to anybody, yeah. I mean, and, but, no one, but, they, but they don't belong to oppression, which they is They shouldn't what, be used by an organisation which is trying to oppress us. Mm, that's right. So so what what I, what I was going to say, because there's the, there's the Panker Centre. another one, they did. Eddie, Eddie Mercury. Got one. Eddie Mercury. <laughs> Freddie, not Eddie. Well, Freddie. I used to be called Freddie. <laughs> but let's say so we there's a pankhurst museum in manchester so i think we should go there get a group together yeah and we'll go and yeah. visit and oh i like queen but did you but see they've the got f- a whole range of these books i mean there's... did you see the film about queen it was really boring i actually like, enjoyed that <laughs> put the frida one up again so i don't look silly with me unibrow they've got coco chanel Ada Lovelace, Jane Austen. There's like, there's a whole, look at all those. All those. Yeah. Can you send me the Frida one? Frida again. <laughs> Frida with an I. There, there you go. go. So put it up next to me. Put it up. Yeah. So it's almost a match. <laughs> right. I'm going to, can I rub this off now? <laughs> I think you should leave that out permanently. Get it tattooed on. Yeah. There we are. Does right. your ass come off like that, or is that real? What? Your eyebrows. My eyebrows are tattooed on. You see, I've had a brow lift, and I've had them tattooed on. I'm not giving me beauty secrets away. Bloody hell. Ah, so I think I think we've covered a lot there we've today. It's really we've good. Gone, that was really yes. good. That that was an amazing podcast. And if people don't, if <laughs> thousands of people don't watch that, then that that'd be tragic. So please share. If you enjoy our podcast, please share it and tell your friends. We're going to start a cult. <laughs> We're going to change the name of Jesus to Jesus. 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 The female Jesus. Okay. And you know, you know what I think about Jesus. I actually think he was the first non-binary person. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Thanks for that nugget of information right at the end. There, really. I've gone out of focus. Why? It's because you. Yeah. Well, can I can I try something? Go on. Um, I recorded something. You know, we do the song at the end. Yeah. Can you hear this? Wait. Probably not going to come through with these. Oh, yeah. Oh, it didn't work. Wait. Don't forget to subscribe. Did it work? It worked, yeah. (laughs) I'm going to do it again. Don't forget to subscribe. (laughs) It needs some music to go with it. I think we need a proper tune, you know. Yeah. Anyway, yeah, don't forget to subscribe. Please like, please subscribe. Please come back again and listen to our nonsense. My nonsense. (laughs) Freedom's nonsense and my intelligence. How about that? Mm, I think I'm quite insightful, actually. Well. Bye. Bye for now.